And welcome back to the Knox Pride Podcast. <laughs> Take two. Hi, James. Hi, how are you? I am well. How are you? I'm good. good. It's good to be back in the studio. Yeah, it's always good to be back in the yeah. studio. We say it every time, but... It's true. But we're always here. It's so. such a happy time with you. And JD, we're joined by JD today. I know. We've been left alone for the past couple episodes, and JD finally graced us with his presence. Say Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, too bad we didn't inform him about any of what we're recording. So Yeah, so this is just a big surprise for all of us. Yeah. Because we also don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we, we, did, we each did our own research and didn't share any of it. So no. This is going to be, a, I just, I hope that, Bobby, I hope you like this episode. Yeah. we've Bobby is now our number one <laughs> fan, JD, if you haven't noticed. So yeah, we're just going to. Be wild, but how have you been? Um, I've been all right. Um, I did my first pop up at uh, South Press. Yeah, that was really good for you. Yeah, that night market. Um, it was fun. It was fun. It was a lot. I have been spending the past like I don't know, at least the past few weeks, like really getting ready for it. And somehow I had like just assumed that I was going to be able to do the whole thing by myself. Yeah. And then once I actually got there, like, I mean, I packed everything up myself. Like I got everything ready and then I got there and I was like, Oh shit, I, I need help. Like <laughs> I can't do this part by myself. So luckily Lauren and Lenora were there yeah. and they helped me like take everything out and merchandise it and stuff. And it turned out looking really cute. It was, yeah, it looked, perfect yeah um and what's so funny is like when it was time to go you you had at least eight people yeah, over it there was like no time i've yeah. never seen any i've been to a lot of markets and i've never seen anybody pack up as quickly so but it was good and i learned a lot for next time and i brought a little bit too much and so like now i know you know how many jackets did you sell to people who didn't need more jackets in their lives um i feel like i honestly sold exclusively jackets <laughs> And I sold some jewelry, too. I did convince quite a few people to get jackets, though. But, you know, my favorite thing is a jacket. So I'm just passing on the love. And I, the rest of the market was extremely busy. Like, I guess maybe I just haven't been... Maybe I didn't go to the last one. Um, but it was so busy. Yeah. And it turned out so good for everybody there. Yeah, I think, it, like, we're rounding out the winter... Yeah, the two weeks of winter that we had, and I think people are were just like ready to get out. There was also another market at Highwire the same night. Yeah, so I think people were already out like marketing, and so they like went to the both of them. But it, it was, was a good, a good night time. For uh, I'll probably do it again. Like I said, I learned a lot, so it will probably go a little smoother next time. But I mean, I feel like it went good, but I'm sure there's there's in like in your mind, there's always something. To do better or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if it goes perfectly, then like, what do you have to fix? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of weather, did you did y'all hear that the groundhog did not see their shadow? So that means sp spring soon, right? But yeah. they are like we're saying in spring now. It is. <laughs> yeah, but they're we're, they're calling for more snow in another week. So are they really? Yeah. Yeah, we're in the spring of deception. Is what this is called. Oh my oh god! Man. Is this interception? Is this inception? I said interception. <laughs> is this interception? And I said deception. <laughs> oh, speaking of interception. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday. And where are we? 
in the recording studio. Not watching football. <laughs> Not watching Taylor Swift. I'll just watch the Taylor Swift highlights. <laughs> I'm really just looking for, I'm as I'll, probably a lot of people, just the commercials for today. I just want to see the Deadpool 3 trailer. The, and that is what they were saying, that it could drop today. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm really am just looking forward to the commercials because it's always the best part of the Super Bowl. I saw one for um, Paramount Plus already. Yeah. And it's like all of the char- like a bunch of characters that you can find on shows on Paramount Plus. Yeah. And so it's like Picard. Who? Oh, what is his name? Who Who was Picard on Star Trek? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is in it, and like Drew Barrymore is in it, what? and Hey Arnold is in it. That's wild. <laughs> it's it's a very wild one. So I'm looking forward to. I just saw a little clip of it. I'm looking forward to seeing the full commercial. I know Ice Spice is in a Starry commercial. That made me think of you. Is Matthew. she? Mm-hmm. You oh, know- I guess you know what I saw that when I was doing research this morning um, for the like meat portion. Oh no, when I was doing research for. What we're about to talk about. I yeah. saw that ad, I guess, this morning. I didn't realize it was a Super Bowl ad. They must have. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, yeah. Um, do you know who's performing that's during the halftime show that's not the actual performer? Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> no? Back, okay. back, for, back for one night only. Too soon. <laughs> um, SpongeBob is doing what? that that song from that show. You know what I'm talking about? Like the his halftime show. He's what do doing you that. Mean SpongeBob like SpongeBob a- SquarePants. Like they're bringing the cartoon out. Like I guess like maybe, a hologram. May, no, maybe from the TV show. You but you remember that episode? That's, like, that's a cartoon. It would have to be a hologram. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. Um, <laughs> you know, like when he did the halftime show in his episode. I think he's doing no, that. No. I'll have to show it to you all. But I'm sure some I was of the not listeners. A SpongeHead. I'm, okay, and I feel like <laughs> some is that of what the fandoms called. <laughs> no, I don't know. I made it up. I'm sure some of the other listener will know <laughs> some of the other listener that what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'll show it to you all when this is done. So, also recently, and this is sort of something that we like did a little research for. Uh, the Grammys. The Grammys happened last week. Yes, they did. Um, and we love fashion more than we love the actual awards. So we did prepare a little bit about who we loved and who we didn't love on the red carpet. Okay. So how do we want to start this? Do we want to do... Let's start on a positive. Let's start on a positive and let's each say, like, one person that we really, really liked. Okay, let's start from, from your favorites. Like, oh, save the best one for last. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, my least favorite of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to say that my least favorite of my favorites is was probably Miley. Okay. Um, Miley, she had three different looks, but she her did. red carpet look is the one that I put in my top. Miley was wearing custom Margella, um, and it's currently it's Galliano for Margella. Yeah. And, it was all made out of gold safety pins. It was very Tina Turner-esque. Um, it's actually like inspired by our throwback to Galliana's Fall 1997 collection called Susie's Sphinx. And if you look at her... Are you pulling up a picture of it? Uh, I am right now, yeah. So um, it's very much um, Galliano for Margella. I don't really see a whole lot of Margella in it. Um, and Margella is... And Galliano for Margella is kind of 
really come into the light because a few weeks ago at Paris Fashion Week, I think I showed you this. They his their fashion show was like all the models had something on their faces to make them look like porcelain dolls. Yes, and like yes, yes, yes. everybody was going crazy about it. But um, and Gwendolyn Christie closed out that show. Yeah. It was amazing. It, the whole show was great. But so um, Galliano was his own designer for a long time. And I believe I'm not positive, but I believe he started under Alexander McQueen. But I'm not I could be wrong about that. But um, so Galliano is known for a lot. But one thing he's really known for is his tabby shoes, which are from they're like a, a nod to Japanese culture. Do you have the Miley Cyrus pulled up? Uh, yeah. So she's wearing a pair of tabbies. Tabbies are the shoes that are like split in the middle. They're like the toe shoes. And when Galliano first premiered those in his very first show, the runway was white and he painted the bottom of every all of the models feet our shoes as yeah. they went out on the runway so that they stomped like red hoof marks all over the runway during the show. Stop. So she's wearing that that like classic that classic uh Galliano tabby and I was really excited to see that. Love that. So <clears throat> I might have dropped the ball here. I didn't write down the designer. That's okay. On mine. You know that I'm currently just like nerding out over you fashion. <laughs> so. Um, so I'll just tell you who I got. So the first least of my favorites was Trish Cyrus. She looked, Oh, I don't think I saw. Show, she show me, show me. Gorgeous. It was like this little black number and it was perfect. Oh yeah, she looks nice. I loved it. I think also, she looks so the older pretty. Miley gets, the more she just looks so much like her mom. Yeah. Um, That's a compliment. She's gorgeous. Miley's sister, Brandy, was there, too. I believe that. I believe that's her name. They all look very identical. They're, they only share the same dad. Um, oh, okay. Just Billy Ray. They have Billy moms. Ray. Okay. Okay. So now let's do one we didn't like. So this is like, I mean, I'm just going to give you one because I think I equally did not like all three of those. Yeah. Um. Oh, I also have an honorable mention for each one, too. Like, that almost made my top three. I and, can do that. And for my, like, honorable mention for, like, what I really liked, I really liked Ice Spice. Um, She was wearing Blue Marine. It was like this denim long denim two-piece and there was like a big rip up the front like a slit and it had all this like brown fur underneath it and it was like a cropped jacket like blazer jacket um it was cute very y2k which you know is like my aesthetic yeah. and then my dishonorable mention for like somebody that i did not like at all but they weren't like so bad that they made my bottom three taylor swift i did not taylor swift really? was, yeah she was wearing um scamparelli and it was couture and i just it was okay i did not like the long black gloves she had with it and her hair <laughs> taylor has worn that hair a couple different times and i fucking hate that hair on taylor Ooh. and also her accessories look like they came from claire it's like i know she's like real busy and all but it looks like she didn't put any effort into it at all i just was not a big Damn, fan of okay. it okay i was not expecting <laughs> you to go that hard you're on gonna taylor. be really shocked about the next one that was just like my honorable mention but like one of my top my bottom three was also olivia rodrigo i mean <clears throat> that doesn't I'm not, I'm not mad about that yeah one. but you know i love olivia rodrigo you but do. i feel like she doesn't 
When she's on the red carpet, she looks so bored. She's not selling the garment. That's no. part of being on the red carpet. That's part of why I like these designers get you to wear them, right? Yeah. So she was wearing a floor length, like very clingy, sparkly, white, uh, vintage Versace. And it not only was she boring, but Matt, this dress originally in 1997, I believe is when it originally went down the runway. It was worn by Linda Evangelista for the very first time. And she Damn. looked gorgeous in it. Yeah. And Olivia Rodrigo just looked like she was going to prom. Do you think so? I mean, I feel like she, she, it was perfect on her body. I felt like it hugged every curve that was right. I feel like she looked pretty in it. But I don't know. I feel like she was, it, it might have maybe had been like prom look or like, yeah. or like wearing a, like, her mom's dress yeah. or something. Or like a, a 20 year old that comes from a lot of money that's like getting married at an yeah. early age or something. I just didn't love it. Someone dressed her. Yeah. Who's somebody from your bottom three? It would be, let's do, let's see, uh, Tessa Brooks. It looked like, I don't know who she is. I don't know who that is either. It looked like she was wearing a couch. <laughs> I was going to say like drapes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it looks like she's wearing drapes. Yeah. So it's like a yellow. Is it like velvety, like crushed velvet? Maybe no, it, it looks like silk, S like silk or satin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, also, like I know I always say I'm going to post stuff and then I never do, but we'll post. We'll, we'll actually post, post these. these. Um, I mean, I think that dress would have been gorgeous, maybe if it wasn't long sleeve or maybe if it didn't have a high neck. Like, it, I feel like it's just too smothering. Too yeah, too much. She looks like she's suffocating in it. <laughs> um. So that was mine. One of my honorable men dismentions. Um, <laughs> dishonorable mentions. Yeah, dishonorable <laughs> mention was Heidi Klum as well. Oh, Did show you me see Heidi. Hers? No, I didn't. Let me let me see if I can pull it back up real quick because I didn't save it because it was it was bad. It was like it was a lot of cutouts on the side and she had a chain like dripping on it too. And it just made her look, I don't know, like, like cut out and it just looked, I don't know, gross. Um, let me see if I can find this picture. Heidi Klum. Oh yeah. I don't really, that's more of a VMAs type outfit. Well, and also like, it looks like it's, it's just kind of ill fitting on her. To me, it's giving like, prom from like 2004 um, to me it's giving like you're at a sleepover and you had a like a 15 minute make a red carpet look out of something in this room like you mean like a sleepover <laughs> we've had before yes like a sleep <laughs> we have had that kind of sleepover yeah i don't love that either no not cute um somebody else that i loved i uh this is a trio i loved boy genius i do you listen to Boy Genius? I do not. Okay. They're like a super group. They're made up of like three individuals who already had like pretty prominent careers. Um, it's Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Docket, Lucy Dacus, Lucy Dacus and uh, Julian Baker. They wore Tom Brown. Did you see? Have you pulled I, it up? I actually just scrolled right it's past so it. It's so good. It's super cute. It's, they're all wearing white and then they have black ties and black boots on. Um, it's like crop jackets and like rolled up pants um, it looks so good. They look just like they look like people that you would want to spend an evening with, like just having drinks or something. Something I really liked about it, if you like zoom in to the pattern on the the blazer and on the pants, it's called Moy Moy Ray Silk. It looks like a wood grain. It does look like a wood grain. Um, it's like or like if you put like oil and water and kind of swirl it around. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I, 
it was so cool that I looked up what it was called <laughs> because I was like, I'm I like I've seen that, but I don't know what it's called. So it's called Moi Ray Silk. Love that. Um, and I just think that they looked really cool. I've seen they Tom Brown is kind of like their thing. They wear a lot of Tom Brown. Yeah. And they've worn like similar stuff. But it didn't bother me because it looks so good on the three of them. They they did. And they just like kept winning and they kept being so surprised about winning. And it was just really great to see like the progression of the night for them because I think they won like four Grammys or something. Oh, wow. They won quite a bit. Yeah. It's always fun to watch them interact together, too, because (laughs) they do not. They are not. Like I, they've had a big falling out. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, see, on the Grammys, they were like hugging each other, and they were like having. They looked like they were All having like PR. a great time. Wow. Um, my next one was Kelly Clarkson. She was wearing this beautiful like floor length uh, gown. Oh she yeah, so she like, does. Just yeah, beautiful. she looks like she looks like Grammy Barbie. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like like very. Uh, what was the word I had for it? I don't remember what it was now. But she looks just so, just so beautiful. Her hair is just laying right, and I love her. Gorgeous. Uh, when am I back on someone I didn't like? Yeah, Kylie Minogue. I was not a fan of what Kylie Minogue had on. She had on Dolce & Gabbana. And it was very, like, classic. The, like, Dolce & Gabbana corset that's just, like, full of laces. And it had, like, it was red... And the skirt was long and flowy, and it was kind of like ethereal or like like maybe a little Romanesque. It had like long, um, like sleeves attached to the top. Um, the problem that I have with it is that it's a drop waist, and Kylie Minogue is five foot two, and somebody that is five foot two should not yeah. be wearing a drop waist because, especially if the skirt underneath the drop waist is like floor length and flowy, it just I, it made her look like she was one foot three. Yeah, because I mean, it looks like she's wearing like a corset from bust to waist. Like it's just, yeah, it yeah. does not. It's, it's not I, flattering. I just don't think it was very flattering at all on her. I love Kylie Minogue, but I just made her look very tiny and short, and I didn't. It just looked disproportionate. Did not like it. And the next one of my least favorites. Let's go with Aaron Allen Kane. Don't know who they are either, um, but it was giving like. Avril, La- Avril Lavigne prom dress. Oh yeah, that's from, like, like 2006. That is not like my it. super sweet 16. Is yes. what that is. But not a very good. I don't one. know who that is. I'm not. Either. You know what's interesting too is that I don't have any guys on my list. You don't either, do you? I have. Uh, you have one. One. See, I like. Lo- I wanted to put a man on a, or like a male presenting person. Yeah. On the list, and I couldn't find a single one that I thought was dressed well, and that's so disappointing because we're at this really cool place with men's fashion. Um, they just aired. They just did Paris Men's Fashion Week, and like, they're like the designers are pumping out some of the coolest men's wear. Yeah. Like on the planet, and these guys at the Grammys were just wearing. Like, I mean, they were wearing like. Did designer see- brands but they were just wearing like suit boring ass suits and ties <laughs> i was um, so disappointed did you see brandy carlisle and that orange suit no but i bet it was gorgeous great. yeah, I, yeah I the only she- like cool men's where i could find were on like either non-binary presenting or oh who are you showing me machine machine gun kelly oh i should have looked up machine gun kelly i should have known he was probably gonna look cool okay well machine gun kelly looked cool jd just schooled me on that this is uh brandy carlisle i thought they looked amazing in the orange oh that does look great yeah Yeah. 
So, uh, oh, sorry, this is from last year. <laughs> oh, the Bat Machine Gun Kelly's <laughs> yeah. from last year. Well, all right. So, what, uh, are, did you just do a good one or a bad one? Um, I just did a bad one. No, I just did a bad one. Aaron, oh, yeah. Aaron okay, Allen. so this is my last good one, and this was my favorite. And uh, this is a singer that I'm not familiar with, but it's Caroline Polnicek. I don't, uh, do you know who that is, JD? She was in Chairlift. That's what you probably oh, know her from. She oh, has a solo career now. I do know who that is. Okay, so she wore vintage fall 98 Olivier Faceskins. I was not familiar with this um, designer, but I am now. Um, I guess it's called, it's Tayskins. I put in parentheses how you pronounce it, Tayskins. Olivier Tayskins. Um, it was like a floor length black super flowing with like a big flared skirt and a huge slit up the top um it's got a high neck and then it in the one shoulder it has this red lace cutout, and then it's got what look like veins coming off of it yeah it's very very like supernatural looking very very spooky um like morbid the first thing i saw when i when i looked at what she was wearing i was like that is morbid and i thought it was so beautiful do you have a picture pulled up of it yeah do you like it yeah it looks like it's um like a lightning strike or yeah. like or like root. somebody took a bite out of her entire shoulder yeah. and she's just like it's, bleeding everywhere it's almost. wild looking but it looks it's, it's so cute. good i think it's a good mix of for the grammys i think you should have a good mix of like beautiful and classic but also like a little out there and i think it's a really uh, she was my number one for the night for sure give me your worst you like you think that was the worst look because you haven't done that one yet have you no i have one left and it's you, my worst do you want to save it or do you want me to go how many do you have left uh, i have my favorite and then my worst well give me your favorite and then we'll tell everybody that we'll end on the worst <laughs> uh uh hallie bailey oh okay gorgeous yeah, look yeah at that her. that looks gorgeous on her skin tone yeah. and um it's a it's like a silver metallic, but kind of see through. She must have like a bodysuit or something on underneath it. Yeah, I a just train, love the, I very love the like way that slinky. Fits her. Yeah, that's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, and she looks beautiful as always. And it, yeah, the, with her skin tone, it looks just fantastic yeah. on her. Um. Okay. Do you want my worst? Who I yeah. thought I hated and I thought was the worst of the night. I thought Billie Eilish looked so awful. Really? Yes, I hated it. So she, Billy wore Willie Kavara, and then on top she wore a Chrome Hearts Letterman jacket, a Barbie Chrome Hearts Letterman jacket. Yeah. And Willie Kavara is very known for how well he can put together an oversized outfit, and it looked just incredible. Almost everything I've seen from him has been oversized. And I'm sure what Billy had on underneath this Barbie jacket looked amazing. And then Billy, I don't know what Billy's pronouns are. She? I think so. Okay. I want to say yes. Um, she put this Chrome Hearts Letterman Barbie jacket on. I get it because that's, you know, like she wrote the Barbie song. But it just looked like $5,000 merch that she put on top of like designer fashion. And I was, I just hated it. <laughs> I, I absolutely like, hated it. I feel like that's what Billy does, though. She doesn't really do the whole i mean she has done glamour yeah but like i feel like sometimes with for yeah. some of the stuff she's just like fuck it like i'm not i, don't I like wear. the casual that i like that i just don't understand why she wore one of the like most prominent like i i just i want to know what was on underneath that stupid coat that looked like she got it from hot topic or something like well, okay <laughs> Before I say my my worst one, did you actually see her perform What Was I Made For? I did not. 
it was did you yeah. watch it jd it was it was beautiful and she, i want to say everybody that i picked for worst dressed or people that i love yeah i really love them i just didn't like what they wore to the grammys um my least favorite of the night was lenny kravitz i didn't see what lenny kravitz wore it was bad oh i feel like also that's a hundred percent something he's already worn to the grammys more than once <laughs> i just don't like the look at also all. chrome hearts oh that is also chrome hearts yeah. okay i just feel like it why is chrome hearts so expensive I it's not even that cute he's wearing three different designers oh yeah. the glasses i they look like ski glasses to me i do not like <laughs> that's them. the only part that i like about it i i don't like how the like the top, it has like this button, like one random button over here is like keeping like the shoulders and like the arms the same, but it's like a, a mesh body. And I just, it looks like something that you saw somebody wear at a goth club 15 years ago, I, which I, is not bad, but it just, it's the Grammys. And also, I'm, it looks like something that we've already seen Lenny Kravitz but it's, in. But it's tucked in and it, it makes him look, I don't know, it just, it's not flattering for his body. It's Rick Owens, Maison uh, Margiela, and Chrome Hearts. Well, it if makes I were, like if I were Margiela, I would be like mad a, that Lenny Kravitz wore my stuff. Um, <laughs> I pulled up some other men presenting fashions from the Grammys. From the Grammys? Yeah, if you all wanted to give your thoughts on them. Okay, let's um, do it. So, yeah, the Lenny Kravitz one uh, is actually listed as best-dressed on a lot of people's lists. Gag. Is, yeah. No. Uh, I actually pulled up just the best-dressed ones. And some that are not completely boring... Um, John Baptiste in Versace, David Yerman Jewelry, and uh, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this, uh, Vacheron Constantine Watch. Not mad about that look. Yeah, I like it all right. But like I said, like compared to the things that are are in current men's fashion. I feel like fashion, we've seen these looks before. Yeah, that's something that we saw three years ago Yeah, at the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the men's fashion is very just bland or very casual. Like look at what like Phineas is wearing. Oh and, yeah, yeah. That's the one that I looked at and it, because it's like, it's designer. It's, it's Givenchy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Givenchy, yeah. but it's so boring. It, it, it literally looks like just a black undershirt, like long sleeve and then just yeah. a pair of pants. Like there's, there's nothing to it. There was actually somebody on the runway that was wearing a hoodie, like a hoodie and jeans and like <laughs> sneakers. It was, I was like, this is what you wear to the Grammys. Oh, what all you right. Wear to your mama's house. Feel like it's gotten heated. Okay, let's feel take like a we break. might need to take a break. <laughs> so let's take a break. We'll come back and then we'll get into the next topic. Yeah. Hey James, what's wrong? Everything, Matt. The government won't stay out of my business. I'm of a certain age and I don't have any health insurance. The economy is constantly stressing me out, and I'm still mad that NBC canceled Smash. I wish there was somewhere that I could just dump all these emotions and get cathartic. Bro, you ain't never heard of Brad's Cathartic Karaoke? No, bro, what's that? Join Knox Pride every Wednesday at South Press for Braddy's Cathartic Karaoke from 6 to 8 p.m. to dump those negative feelings and snap out of it. Matt. Hey, James. Guess what time it is. What time is it? It's time for the calendar. Calendar. On 
February the 15th, we have Dungeons and Dragons One Shot from 5 to 9 p.m. On February 16th, we have Knox Pride Bingo at South Press from 6.30 to 8. On February the 17th, we have Rainbow Serenity Teen Group from 6 to 8 p.m. On the 20th of February, we have Knox Pride Presents Queer Business Meetup from 9 to 10.30 a.m. On February the 21st, we have Knox Pride Presents Braddy's Cathartic Karaoke at South Press from 6 to 8. February 23rd, we've got Rainbow Teen Social Club from 6 to 8 p.m. On February the 24th, we have Knox Pride Presents Trans MB Support Group from 1 to 3 p.m. On February 28th, we've got Knox Pride Presents Braddy's Cathartic Karaoke at South Press from 6 to 8 p.m. On February 29th, we have Dungeons and Dragons One Shots from 5 to 9 p.m. For more information on these events and more, visit KnoxPride.com. So, something that I thought it would be fun for Matt and I to talk about with you guys, we are both the babies of our family. We are. Not you, though, JD. You're the oldest, aren't you? Yes. Yes. So, shh. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no alternate perspectives here, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you're still baby. All right. So, Betsy. Betsy. <laughs> so, we're just going to talk about, like, some celebrities. Yeah. Who played. I did a little bit of research, and then I thought we could also, like, I, talk about I mean, I have some pretty traumatic stories. Yeah. Um, if we just want to. You know, share our trauma with our trauma list, dump with yeah. our listener. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so first of all, let me give you some like facts about young. Some well, not tip, facts some, about siblings, I, but I'll, I'll take it. I have a list of traits that are like very young okay. sibling. Um, but first, here's a quote from Dr. Catherine Salmon. Um, she said, "No matter." How old the youngest child turns, they will always fill one role being the baby of the family. That's where the spoiled can-do-no-wrong youngest child stereotype comes from. Or like the youngest, the baby syndrome, you know? Yeah. And some traits that the youngest have, most youngest children are risk-takers, outgoing, dependent, persistent, uh, fun-loving, charming, easygoing, free-spirited and spoiled i feel like both of us can check off a bunch of those i think so i think most of them i don't think that i um especially when i was a kid like a a spoiled doesn't really i don't think describe me i wasn't really spoiled when i was a kid i also have my situation is a little unique though because i have an older sister I guess we should, could start with that. I have an older sister and then I have an older half brother. Yeah. And I don't really have a relationship with my half brother. We, we knew each other very briefly when I was a kid, but he was from my dad's first marriage and yeah. I didn't even know about him until I was like 10 or 11 years old. Um, and then when we moved to Tennessee, like I just, I just don't really know him at all, but my sister and I are like 14 months apart or something like that. She yeah. was born. No, not even she was born in February of 79 and I was born in October of 80. So, yeah, I think that's like 14 months or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, and so we're really close in age, but my sister was born with a, a heart condition and so she has been like seeing doctors her whole life, 
so it was a, I didn't really I wasn't spoiled because every free time was basically spent on my sister and her yeah. health, you know. So um but I feel like the rest of the I mean, I'm a pretty persistent person and I would say I'm easygoing and free spirited for the most part. Charming, I would say. I would say we're pretty charming, Matt. I I would agree with that. Yeah, I would definitely say I wasn't spoiled either because it was I'm obviously the baby. Then it was my sister um, and then my brother and how far apart are you and your siblings? Me and my sister. So I'll be 31 this year. She was born in 90. So she will be 34, 33. And then my brother is two years older than her. So he'll be like 37, something like that. Yeah. Me and my brother are not really that close. I mean, like when we see each other, like at family functions, stuff like that, we're friendly, but we don't have like really anything in common. Um, So we don't really talk that much and then me and my sister I would say we were close I mean we've always been like best friends growing up because like we share the same things like we're both gay we're both like so we, we had that thing in common um, and we were like best friends growing up but now we don't really we don't I don't really talk to that side of the family much anymore can I ask a question yeah yeah because the spoiled thing as somebody who is not a younger child, and actually there's 12 years difference between me and my sister, so I'm essentially an only child. I The spoiled thing doesn't make sense to me because I always assumed like the youngest just got all the hand-me-downs. Yeah, the spoiled one for me, the spoiled one in my family was my older brother. Oh, that's, yeah. My and mom, my sister. They I both think, were spoiled. I think that the, the spoiling that they're referring to is not necessarily being spoiled with like physical things, but just... Like emotionally. Yeah, being like emotionally spoiled. Like Yeah, I get that. Because the parents are like, by the, you know, the point of their last child, they're just exhausted and giving in. And that's like where the spoiled probably comes from. Yeah, my, my um, siblings but, were definitely more spoiled than I were. Well, one thing about Joanne, my mother, she didn't, she didn't spoil anybody. <laughs> and she, yeah, there was... No, I mean, she was a really good mom and yeah. she worked all the time, but there was no spoiling us. That's for sure. <laughs> what is something just like, do you just have a really fucked up memory? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And it all involves now I can see where it comes from. It, it all involves balls, but like sports balls. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, Let we're going to have to put a better. different rating yeah, on this episode. Just kidding. No, it was uh, sports balls. Like they would, I would be constantly hit accidentally, quote unquote, with like baseball bats and like softballs. Oh, and geez. like, because we were very, we were very sporty children. Like we would always be outside yeah, playing with. <laughs> 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 we would always be outside playing with like something. And so when we lived with my grandparents, I was young. I was probably at this time like five, six. Um, and so we would go outside and play like baseball and softball, like in the front yard and stuff. And they would, I would actually be hit with like the baseball or the baseball bat because I was always like the, the, what's the, the hind catcher? What is that called? This behind, like the one behind the plate, the catcher, the catcher, the yeah. hind catcher, whatever the hell I want to call it. Um, so I would be the catcher, and the ball would always hit me like in my foreheads, <laughs> and like the uh, one side was the baseball bat, the other side was the softball. Like it, it was rough. Dang. And then we used to do like, um, you think it was so cute? They were trying to wreck your face. Yeah, because they were like, <laughs> oh my god, he's so pretty. We're 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 gonna have to fuck him up. Um, 
And then the other time was like we did field days at the house too. And we, for whatever reason, you remember those barrels of juice? They look like barrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, so we mm, kept the bottom yeah. of it out and we put it on top of our head and we put a nail in there. And so it failed and I stepped on it and it was a rusty nail. And <gasps> when they had to go take it out, he said it was so close to my ankle. So it, it was in there. Oh. And it, everything always bad happened to me as a kid. And it was uh, the worst. Oh. Uh, Your turn. Well, <laughs> follow that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was not only the baby of like my immediately fa- the my immediate family, yeah. but I was the baby of all of my cousins as well. Oh wow. And before we moved to Tennessee when I lived in Iowa, we lived like we lived in a trailer in my Aunt Judy's front yard. So I spent every day with her two kids and my sister. And then my Aunt Jeannie and her two kids lived just like a couple hours away in Wisconsin. Yeah. So like I was it, it was a big shift, honestly, because I was always around my cousins. And then we moved here and I'd and I've seen my cousins like three times each since then. Yeah. But they were awful to me. They like I have so many stories of them just being terrible because they were all like teenagers and they just all I wanted was to hang out in their rooms like they had cool rooms right my cousin Kirsten her room was like purple and she just it was like very like classic 80s like pop like pop art everywhere I loved it um and they just were so so mean to me I remember that they told me they would just do like, first of all, I was a huge, I was such a scaredy cat. I was afraid of everything when I was a kid. And they would like, one time they told me that my co- my uncle Carl's house was built on an Indian burial ground, a Native American burial ground. And at like three in the morning, you could hear the like drums of the, of the warriors or oh whatever. My God. And then they would sneak out in the middle of the night and they would start like hitting the trash Aww. cans and like underneath the window where the house sleeping. And, and they like, they made up stories. My cousin Kirsten collected, um, these like Harlequin masks yeah. and she, each one, she would make up these like horrifying stories. And like they, she said that they would all come to life in the middle of the night and like whisper their like scary stories to her. They were so awful to me. And I, I honestly just wanted to hang out in their room and use their see-through telephone and things like that. Are you guys like friends now? When's the last time you saw your cousins? The last time I, probably the last time I saw all of my cousins was at one of my cousin's funerals a couple of like maybe six years ago. Mm. Um, I, every once in a while, like I'll talk to, a couple of them, yeah. but they just all have lives of their own, and we just don't really talk much. Yeah. Well, also being the youngest, I guess people would say like we would always get away with stuff, or like stuff would always just like pass by us. Do you have a story like that, like where it would be like how you got away with something because you were the baby of the family? No, I don't. I think the only you always got caught. Well, I. <laughs> I either always got caught or I just got away with it because I didn't ask and I would just like do stuff. <laughs> I <Okay>. guess. <laughs> right on. I don't know. I I didn't really. I mean, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever like get away with stuff? Like, no, I really didn't get. I mean, I always got caught. Honestly, my 
my mom is a very, very smart person. Yeah. <laughs> and I was not a very smart teenager. So I usually got caught for sure. Now, sometimes I would get away with stuff just because like my mom was exhausted and it was not worth the energy for her to like call me out on yeah. my bullshit or anything like that. But what about you? Um, I bet you were always getting away with stuff. I was. I was. I was always blamed. <laughs> with that face. <laughs> I know. It's because I would like, I would always just blame it on my siblings. And like, my parents would just believe me. Like, we would like literally get in fights, like me and my siblings. And they I, eventually they would hit me too hard and I would cry. And um, every time like my parents would come like yell at us for it, I'd be like, no, it was them. They started it. And then they would always believe me because I was the youngest. And they always got punished and I didn't. But I think that's really all the stuff I got away with. Like when I was a kid, but once I started to be a teenager, my siblings were gone. So I always got oh, caught yeah. too. See, my sister and I were so close in age. Like, did you know that I was almost born in Germany? I did not know that. Yeah, my mom was stationed, I believe, in Munich. My dad was stationed in Munich and my mom was living with him. And she was sharing an apartment with this, like, only other American woman around and she didn't like or trust the other woman, but my mom didn't know German and it was like yeah. the only person she really knew how to communicate with. And she was like eight months pregnant with me and my sister was like a year old or whatever. And um, she just looked around one day and she was like, I'm not having a baby in Germany. And so she went, it was like payday for my dad and she went and took like his whole paycheck out of the bank. And then it was 1980, so, like, banks moved slow. Then she just went, like, across town to another bank who didn't know that she had already taken all the money out. And oh, she yeah. took another $500 out or whatever. Oh, wow. And overdrew my dad and got on a plane and flew to her sister's house. And, or not, she didn't fly directly to her <laughs> sister's house, but yeah. she flew to, um, to Iowa. And she called my dad, and she was like, I still love you. I just don't want to live in Germany, and I don't want to be... Like a traveling military wife. Wow. And so that's that's how I landed in Iowa. Dramatics. <laughs> so like like do you know like how far, I guess what, a month after she was there, she eventually had you? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Yep. And St. Luke's Hospital in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Well, we'll go. Where there. were you born? I was born in the Loudoun. There was a hospital in Loudoun. Yeah. And I was born there. Now it's I think it's like a, a retirement home or like an old folks home now, I think. Oh, God. But it was, and that was a long time ago. But now it, the hospital's in like Warner City or whatever. But yeah, Loudon was a small ass town and we all just kind of did all the same stuff. Well, I have compiled a list of some celebrities who are the babies and then also some like fic fictional TV characters who are the babies. Do okay. you want me to? Go through this list. Yeah, well, let's do it. Um, okay, the babies of these families: Noah Cyrus. Okay. Uh, Julianne Huff is really? the younger of the Huffs. Yes. Jason Bateman is the younger Bateman sibling. Oh, I love Jason Bateman. I do too. Very handsome. Um, Willow Smith is the baby. Okay, I feel like I knew that one. That one was kind of a given. Yeah. Yeah. Hillary Duff. I love Hillary Duff. Yeah, she's the younger of the two. Right on. Mark Wahlberg is the baby. Yep. Of course, Solange Knowles. Oh, Solange, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has two older siblings. Okay. Uh, Michael B. Jordan 
is the youngest. Okay. Love um, him. Ariana. She has one older brother, Frankie. Yeah. Love her. So um, much. And Harry Styles is also baby. Okay. Baby. Um, and then for fictional characters, uh, Wednesday Adams, Maggie Simpson, uh, Stewie Griffin, <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh-huh. Theodore from the Chipmunks, was the youngest. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I had to look up who the youngest oh, one was. We had I to know that they one. were triplets. No. Well, oh. they might be triplets, but he was the last one to pop out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, baby Sinclair. Do you know who Baby Sinclair is? I do not. From not dinosaurs, the baby. not the baby, not the mama. From did you ever watch dinosaurs? Oh yes. yeah, not yes, the yes, mama. Yes. Okay. Shout out to Biggie Tater. She loves. She probably doesn't listen, but she loves Baby Sinclair. <laughs> um, Brick Heck. Did you ever watch The Middle? No. It's one of the. It's it's such a great TV show. It's like I feel like it's very much like Malcolm in the Middle. And maybe it has the same mom even. Is Patricia Heaton the mom in Malcolm in the Middle? No. Okay, then it's not the same mom. Um, but it's it's really, really funny. There's um, Brooke Shields is a recurring neighbor, and she has, like, a mullet and wears, like, a leopard print bathing suit and, like, denim short okay. shorts. And it's a really good show. It was on for, like, 11 years, and the kids are so good in it. It's a really good show. Let's see... Uh, Stan from South Park was the youngest child. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess so. <laughs> um, Cindy Brady, I had to look up to see who, if Bobby or Cindy was the youngest, but Cindy is the youngest. DJ Connor from Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy Winslow from Family Matters. Okay. Um, who just disappeared. Did you watch Family Matters? Yeah. There After like the fourth or fifth season, there just wasn't. She walks up the stairs and, and she, she never, never comes, comes back. back down. They just and they never address it. They just don't have a little sister anymore. And then the actress became a prawn star. Wow. Um, and her prawn name was Crave. <laughs> okay, just one word. Um, and then the last TV youngest I have is my favorite, and that is Dawn Summers. From from Buffy, Buffy. the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. I never watched Buffy. Did you know that she has a little sister? No. Neither, Spoiler. <laughs> neither did anybody who watched it until the last episode of the fourth season. Is that where? It's uh, s- the second episode of the fifth season. Okay. Yeah. So. Because uh, Joyce says, if you're going out, take your sister yeah, along. Yeah. At the end of an episode, Buffy's mom says, if you're going out, take your sister along. And then Buffy's like, oh, mom, I don't want to. And then that episode is over and you're like, What? And then you find out that like she's like a key that's sent from she, she's a mystical yeah, being. She's like a mystical and she being was created. Created for Buffy to protect in the form of a little sister. But they also like all of them have memories of her existing. Like wild. They but, do, that, they don't know she's the key. They like figure it out through the that season. And it's Michelle Trachtenberg. And it's just Michelle Trachtenberg. And like fun fact. The role was written for somebody who was considerably younger than Michelle Trachtenberg. It was supposed to be like 11 or 12. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's why she seems so bratty in season five. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't update a whole lot of stuff. That, that's why she's insufferable. <laughs> yeah, but. Season. Well. I've become a, I've become a Don and Paul. I just love too, Don. So. <laughs> I've always loved Don. Hey, James, do you remember when you posted that, um. Stephanie Tanner was <laughs> the youngest in our I post. Did. Here's the thing. <laughs> so if you guys didn't see, I made a post about um, like doing an episode about siblings. And I 
I know, I know that Stephanie Tanner is not the youngest, but Stephanie Tanner is my favorite. And so I feel like that's why I pulled that picture. But I, I also was like, before I made the post, I was like, oh no, it's Michelle. And I pulled a picture of specifically Mary Kate as yeah. Michelle. And then when I made the collage, I just like clicked the wrong Forgot one. And then I'd already shared it on like five different accounts. And I was like, I'm not Can't go back. it. But also like, the actress who played Stephanie Tanner, Jody, Jody Sweden, is like a friend of Knox Pride, yeah. and so I jokingly was like, "Oh, we'll never have her on the podcast now." Um, so Jody, if you're listening, let's make me a liar and come, why don't you come on the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> if you did that, it would be it would make our I our would world shit. <laughs> <laughs> James would just shit. I would actually. I would have to do the interview from the toilet. Is is <laughs> is Elizabeth the youngest Olsen or no? They have a or they have a younger brother. I think they have a younger brother. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and it's their fashion line used to be called their little their younger siblings. I have no idea. Eliz it's not Elizabeth and Harry. Elizabeth and David. Mm. I can't remember, but well. That was fun. Is that all we got to say about being I, baby? I'm trying to think if I have anything else about being the baby, but uh, I don't think I do. Uh, how about, actually, I do have one thing. Do you have any, like, nieces or nephews, right? I have one. Uh, I have three nieces. Two of them are from my brother, who I don't really have a relationship with, and yeah. I I met them once when they were, like, children, and now they're, like, I think they're probably around your age. Okay. Um, um, and then I have a niece from my sister. She's 24. That, and she's like, she's kind of more like my little sister, though, the dynamic, honestly. I was about to say, so how did it go from being the baby of the family and then you and then somebody had kids yeah. and then you were no longer the um, baby? So I was my niece and I are 20 years apart. So yeah. I was like a, an adult when she was born. But she also not only came around and stole me being the baby, but her birthday is, like, within a couple of days of mine. Is it really? So, like, you know, when she was little, it was always about her. Yeah. <laughs> and th there's a feeling that you feel when yeah. you're no longer the baby. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it's You're older, obviously, but, like, it, it feels like something's just taken away from you yeah. at that point. Well, and my niece and my sister have a very different relationship with our mother with my mother yeah um their relationship is very similar like the relationships that they each have with my mom is very similar to each other's but it is yeah. very different from the relationship that i have okay um so i don't know i mean i do remember kind of like being mad that i felt like i was giving up my birthday but what about you for my oldest nephew, yeah, like it, it was that you could definitely. How old see were it. you when he was born? I was because he's now twelve. Mm -hmm. so, so you I were was, three when he was born. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I think, I <laughs> think you're, I, you're fifteen. Right I now. think I may have just started pre-K. Uh, no, I think I was eighteen. Uh, eighteen? Nineteen? Are you thirty now? I'll be thirty-one this year. Yeah, I know. Ship me away. My, may I ask a question? Yeah. And you can decline to answer if you want. As a parent of a youngest child, do you have anything to impart about that experience? No, I don't think it's because I don't think it's because she's the youngest. I think it's because she's just a girl, and she's just 
And she's the only girl in yeah. her family, too. Yeah. So she she had brothers to play with, but and I'm sure they kind of roughed house too, but she is I don't know, she's very competitive. Um oh, yeah. she'll I've, play I think that's probably more like our fault, like more of the adults in her life's fault. I think we taught her to be because I certainly when your children were little, I certainly didn't let them win. I'm not the kind of person that lets Good. them kid that win. Te- that teaches them <laughs> that they sometimes they're going to lose. Yeah. But Ashlyn, she she don't take no shit from these boys. Yeah. And she didn't take no shit when we introduced like the kids to like my part of the family. They were out th- outside playing soccer, and she was not taking easy on those boys. And those boys were like quite a bit bigger than her, and she was still whipping some ass. Yeah. Well, go Ashlyn. <laughs> she listens sometimes. Sometimes. That's the zero to 17. <laughs> that is yeah, the zero it's, to 17. It's my youngest daughter. Well, I feel like that's, uh, I, I said everything I had to say about being the baby. How about you? Yeah, I feel like I can't say any more about it. Well, thanks the- so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming around. <laughs> no, we do greatly appreciate you guys listening. Um, don't forget to rate and review wherever you do listen to this podcast, especially yeah. on Apple, because that's where it matters. It helps most. more than you can imagine. And uh, I guess until next time. We see you. We hear you. And, and we, we love, love you. you. Knox Pride Podcast is produced by J.D. Davis, Matt Navarro-Camp, and James Owens with recording and engineering by J.D. Davis. Knox Pride Podcast is a community-driven effort, and we need your help. Please email us at podcast at knoxpride.com with any questions, ideas for guests, or suggestions on content. And don't forget to follow us at Knox Pride Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Knox Pride Podcast is brought to you by Knox Pride Network with funding from the United Way. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Knox Pride.